Yo, what's up? Uh, this is Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. Got some exclusive uh, in-station guests tonight. I've got Polyphony from New Jersey in for uh, an interview, as well as some live performances. So uh, that's going to be really ripping. I've got uh, the guys in Polyphony in the station. Now, um, now, who am I talking with? I am Marshall. I'm the vocalist in Polyphony. Excellent. Now, have you always been the... Uh, vocalist in polyphony or are you the uh, original vocalist i've always been the vocalist uh, my brother and i formed the band my brother's cameron the lead guitarist i see now tell me how many original members of the band are in polyphony right now right now there are three there's me uh my brother cameron and then our rhythm guitarist justin chang i see now when did the other members of your band uh join you guys well, we got Justin Wiggins on board around February. We had been without a drummer since around this time last year, and it took us a few months to find him. But we did. It worked out great, and we started playing with shows with him actually a month after we got him. He learns the songs like that. And our uh, current bassist, John, is um, filling in for our original bassist, Ariel, who um, is going to school in Philadelphia, so she can't be with us tonight, and John's been with us since about August. I see. Now, please explain, um, I guess... The first concert you went to, and looking back, what type of things you um, think about before getting on the stage? Well, the first concert I actually went to, the first concert I actually went to was, um, I'm embarrassed to say, but it was an, a supposed to be a My Chemical Romance concert. I was in seventh or eighth grade. Mm -hmm. um, they never showed, um, and it was they were supposed to be playing with Taking Back Sunday and Circus Survive. Now I had never heard Circus Survive before that, but they um, were the highlight of that show because they're the only one out of that group that we still listen to um it was a real treat to see them on their first tour um and yeah my chemical romance just kept letting us down so we figured out who to stick with that night um and before get really at this point i don't really think about anything before we play it's just something we do originally i was really nervous i don't talk much um i never really uh interact with people so Originally, I was just really nervous. I tried to think of things to do to calm myself down. I would run around, try breathing exercises. It didn't really work. So all I could do is get up there, make a few jokes, and hope everything was okay. And it turned out fine so far. Where did you uh, develop your style for having a stage presence? Just by doing it, really. Um, I was never really a concert goer. Just too many people for me, I'm really shy, so having to be around that many people unless I'm in front of them it seems to be really difficult for me. So, um, yeah, like I said, uh, watching other bands that we were performing with perform, um, yeah, just going through it, just doing it, and getting used to it. Thinking about the singer that you are today, who would you look at nowadays that you'd point to? Like, let's say they saw that person in a band, they could say, hey, you know, I like that person in that band, and so, you know, I'm going to check out the guys in Polyphony. I guess, really, at this point, I'd probably say um, Chris Taylor, I think his name is, from Page 99. I started listening to Screamo like that, I think, in my freshman year of college. I just love how diverse his vocal style is. I mean, he's doing clean vocals in Pygmy Lush, and you can't tell the difference between everything he's doing in Page 99 and the, his current band. Um, I'd also probably look at, I think his name is Jordan Dreyer from uh, Law Dispute. His vocal style, it tends to be more along the, words of, along the lines of spoken word, but he has a, I find that I really got a lot of influence from his, how he uses the rhythm of the words. And then also Dave Verilin from Botch, who just has a great full scream. What do you consider yourself? Like a tenor, a bass, baritone? 
I'd probably be closer to a bass, but I'm not really sure. My brother knows a lot more music terminology than I. What, what would you say? I'd say a bass. So I'm more of a tenor. So okay. Yeah. You want to do a duet real quick? No. Hey, how's it going, guys? Greetings. Now, who are you? Uh, my name is Cameron. I play guitar in this band, so that's who I am, pretty much. Now, are you the lead or the rhythm guitar? I'm the lead guitarist, but, you know, we really don't like to apply labels like rhythm, lead. I think that really makes it somewhat less democratic. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying in your band you'd consider yourselves to have two lead guitarists? Yeah, I mean... We have two guitarists, at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can leave it at guitarists, but... But yeah, I mean, uh, the way that we try and write our guitar parts is really like, it's more like um, they are two leads. The two parts are completely different and uh, we try and make them harmonize and stuff like that. But ultimately when it comes down to it, I really think that you could take one, any, any, any section of a guitar part, I, th I think that you could take it out and the song would still stand uh, alone without the other guitar. I'm sort of speaking in a ran roundabout manner right now, but, you know, I think you get what I'm saying. Hang on, yeah. may, may I just, I'm sorry, uh, listeners, I'm really sorry uh, about this uh, inconvenience. We should be playing right now, but uh, <coughs> we're having a, a little bit of uh, technical difficulties right now because uh, it would appear that our drummer left the sticks in a car that has now left the vicinity. So we're, right now, they the, the two Justins... Um, just ran outside to get, oh wow, uh, they just came back and they have, well, we have sticks. they have sticks, they have sticks that they seem to have gotten from the ground, the ground. like the, savage life, a tree, yeah. savage life. Savage you want to come in here and talk about savage life for like five seconds? This is Justin Wiggins. Justin Wiggins We're giving out full names. Um, I'm gonna let you know about the savage life. You gotta be dirty. You gotta accept that you're always gonna be dirty. And you will do nothing else but be dirty. That's Savage Life. Savage Life, everyone. Savage Life. Savage Life. Savage Life. Savage life. <laughs> well, pretty we'll wild. This works. We really wish that there was a camera filming this so that you could see our drummer playing with sticks from a tree. This is not. These are. These are not even straight sticks. They're curvy. I have no idea how he's going to coordinate this. Is what is it from an elm tree? Uh, I don't know. They, they look really sure. brittle. Elm tree, I pine tree. You. What is it? I. I. You know, I Some wasn't in Boy tree. Scouts. Wiggins, what would you say? Do you want to give us a demo? Give us a demo real quick. Let, let us it's hear what it would be. Yeah. Will, will it pick me up? I, I mean, it should. Okay. We're hoping. <laughs> Let's see. Here we go. Yeah, it should. <laughs> We're working. <laughs> Yeah, this will work. It's working. Ah, yeah. This band. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I guess. I guess we're gonna play some jams. Okay, excellent. So, guys. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a nice, quiet evening. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, what are you gonna um, shoot into uh, for your first song? This first song is actually gonna be something that's appeared on both our technically legit releases, what we like to call our EPs, Rough Cuts and um, Nancy Way. So we're gonna be opening with a little song about the French Revolution called Storming the Bastille. All right, well, we, we this is a song we wrote in a day actually before our first show. Um, I just made up the lyrics for the first few months we were playing it. And uh, yeah, it's amazing what you can just make up on the spot. We're a band that likes our history and our, in particular, our 
French Revolutionary history. And so this is the first of two songs that we have on the French Revolution. However, this is the only one we will be playing tonight. You people have yet to show that you deserve the other. This first song we're going to be playing for you guys tonight is called Storming the Bastille. Hope you enjoy it.
was that? That was Storming the Bastille. Quite a fun one. We love to open it. It's uh, one of the few songs we've always kept in our set. So, yeah. That one's a polyphony classic. You wanna, uh, what do you say? That's more of the Rough Cuts version or the Nancy Way version? You know, I, I'm not entirely sure. We just kind of play it the way we play it. Here. Yeah, yeah, my, my brother can elaborate on this a lot better than I. Okay. Sam, you want to step on out here and say a few words? Yeah. Hey, Marshall. Yes, Cameron. Did you did you say that um uh that uh David is gonna bring the drumsticks here? That was uh storming the Bastille. Yes, it was. Or Bastille. Really great live else. cut. Thank you. Thank you very much. And um, likely we'll have more songs in about 20 minutes. We're waiting on getting some drumsticks back into the station. <laughs> But uh, I think you asked a question about how was um, uh, the version that we did on Rough Cuts different than the version we did on Nancy Way? Yes. The first thing is uh, that we actually had things like uh, preamps and, um, you know, like a sophisticated mixing program. Uh, we were using, um, what were we using? Pro Tools 10 or something like that. For the Nancy Way? For Nancy Way, yeah. For Nancy Way, we were using the most current version of Pro Tools because our cousin had it. Um, for Rough Cuts, what we literally did was we downloaded Mixcraft, which is a really cheap recording program you can get online. Um, so if you're a young uh, musician like ourselves and you have no money like ourselves, mm. you may want to look into getting Mixcraft. Um, but... On the uh, Rough Cuts version, we actually only had one working microphone, and it was from the 70s, so the sound wasn't great. We also only we had a mix board, also from the 70s, and we don't, I don't even think we ever figured out how to work that. Oh, I, um, uh, after I bought it for $10, um, I checked on eBay to see how much it cost, and uh, the selling rate at a buy it now was uh, $63. To give you the, an idea of uh, the quality of that. Uh, You're making it sound like it was a lot better than it actually yeah was. it's it's really it's it's not the kind of thing that you should use it uh, really was a ten dollar mix board we we bait that holy p we basically went into it um saying well um we've heard that other people can do this um so we'll figure it out as we go and that's really sort of the worst way you can go about recording something because there's no thought put into it um, we had to use headphones for the drum mics to give you an idea of the experience. Yeah. Did you, um, uh, listeners, did you know that uh, micro uh, headphones actually go both ways? So you can use yeah. it as, so you can use it as uh, both a microphone and a, and a set of headphones um, if you plug it into the microphone jack port, whatever you call that thing. Um, but anyway, um, so the way that we recorded uh, Storming for um, the Rough Cuts EP... Our drummer is now sitting on uh, our singer's lap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can fit more people. Savage <laughs> life. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, uh, what we do when, when we went to record a uh, guitar track is that uh, we had to put the amp in uh, another room because we figured out pretty quickly that you pick up the, the picking from the guitar if the guitarist is recording in the same room as the amp and we didn't know how to change that and we also didn't have any mic stands which we still don't by the way um well no that's not true a band we played with in our basement left a broken mic stand yeah so we have that going for us hey if that band is listening right now call us up because we have your mic stand and i have no clue who you are um and uh, so what we do is uh, someone would go into the other room with this amp and hold this crappy microphone 
up to the amp as we were playing. Those were the days, man. Yeah, and if and if the guitarist messed up, if the guitarist messed up while we were recording, someone would have to run into the room where the person was holding the microphone to tell them that we had messed up. Wow. Yeah. It was it was it was something. <laughs> it was an experience. I'll, I'll say I remember, that. Do you I remember want to comment that. on this process. Yeah, I remember recording. Yeah, yeah, I remember recording with you. Yeah. And whenever I would like, you know, mess yeah, up on something. I was messing up on something and Cameron just come running in the room like, stop, stop, stop. We got to do this over. And I'm like, ah, oh, man. Yeah, that was a whole difficult situation. It was so much fun, that. though. It was so much fun recording that. It was, though. It was. I really Do it yourself. It. Come on. DIY or die. <laughs> if, we ha if we had the money to get somewhat better equipment, we'd do it again. <laughs> I don't know if we have the money. <laughs> to give you an idea, anyway. Now I believe you're um, moving towards uh, recording another album. Tell well, me, sorry, go ahead. What types of equipment and uh, procedure are you going to go about recording these new songs of yours? Well, they aren't really new songs so much as we were trying to record um, most of the songs we've had already, um, trying to put them into an album, um, and. Basically, our uh, sound engineer got a real job. Um, our, dr our old drummer really messed things up because he just kind of left us and was like, well, to hell with you guys. And, um, yeah, everything just kind of fell apart after a while. So w it was either scrap everything and start recording again on a schedule of who knows what, what or um, taking what we had, um, putting it into an EP, which became Nancy Way, and... Um, finding another place to record. Um, if anyone has a recording studio in their basement or knows anywhere we could go that's cheap, just uh, let us know because cheap is what we like. Uh, yeah, hopefully you'll be seeing a full album by us in the next few months, but... If I might add, um, uh, when we recorded the Nancy Wave P, which was actually, um, I think he mentioned, uh, it was supposed to be our full-length album, um, the way that we were recording it uh, was that we were recording um, all the instruments separately. Um, and I actually don't really like that approach. Um, and uh, we asked the... It was the not fluid, yeah. Yeah. It you want to say yeah, that? Yeah, no. It, recording each instrument by itself is like... Number one, it's a, it's a lot longer mm -hmm. to record in the whole procedure. But also, like, going back, you have to, like... You pay too much attention to each individual, so like... True. like so true. So true note and everything to like fix but like recording as a band it's a lot more raw natural and like cleaner sounding yeah um and it, it really gives you the energy um which is uh i think one of the most important components of our band um so we're going oh, yeah. into the studio next week um we're gonna try um a studio for one song um and if we like the way that that song sounds um we're going to come back to the studio and or if, uh, if we have the money for another <laughs> recording <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so what song is this that uh you got planned <clears throat> uh we haven't really decided yet um but it'll probably you want to well it's what probably going to be weaving spiders come not here um which is our shortest song and i mean it's a three and a half minute song so i'm not sure how much that's saying um but that one the guitarists are each doing something dressed different enough where you can really follow it um it's got a lot of changes it's again one of our shortest songs so it might just be easier to record based on that um and if we like 
the way it comes out, we'll probably keep it. And you guys may very well hear weaving spiders tonight. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Now tell me, guys, for um, your days in the recording studio, who had the most difficult time, like, recording this stuff? That drummers, <laughs> drummers, and guitarists. Um, yeah, I would have to say um, the the thing that we most frequently had to go back and adjust uh, was probably the drums. Um, not for a not uh, not for any you know uh, reason that has to do with talent or anything like that, but just because like when you're listening to the drums, if there's one hit that's off. Um, it throws the entire take off and you have to go back and redo it. Um, so I'd say that probably took the longest. Now, what do you have to say about that? Well, he's wait. getting a word from the drummer well, himself. What do you well, have to say about that? I'll well. say this. You have to, you know, embrace a savage life <laughs> for one, two, uh, you have to become a savage, but three, I, I wasn't the drummer at the time when it was being recorded. That so, might be the most important part. Yeah. Um, I wasn't the drummer, so I didn't experience all that stuff yet. Um, I have yeah. been in studio with this band. Yeah, for, we, tried, we, we tried recording Yeah, songs, we did right? try. But um, I think we just held back because, you know, we weren't necessarily satisfied, you remember, with how things Excuse were, like, me. processed or whatever. But, yeah, definitely from those few days playing, you know, in the studio... I could definitely tell that one little mistake can throw everything off and you know it, it takes it takes a lot to be a drummer in a studio because you have to be a robot you can't be a human anymore <laughs> so um yeah i wasn't on these pr previous recordings but um yeah that's about it now who do you point to as drummers that you really respect and you think about like when you're behind the kit <laughs> wow um, he can go on forever. I can go on forever. But I will start with a um, really big influence on me is uh, Thomas Pridgen from the Mars Volta. This guy is um, crazy. He, he highly influenced me because, you know, seeing him as a kid, I was young. I was like, wow, this guy's moving at the speed of light, if not faster, breaking sticks every second. That's cool. So, um, you know, I found out he was in a band. And I was like, the Mars Volta? Like, what? These, that's their name? So I checked them out. And that's definitely what got me more so into, like, not even just, like, metal-y stuff. Just, like, rock itself. You know? And that's a real general thing to say. But, you know, it, it brought me into that world. And uh, definitely showed me what I could be doing on drums. Instead of simple, you know, basics stuff like that. So Thomas Pridgen, you know, highly influenced me. I tried to, you know, copy everything he said, you know, all about speed, all about how you go through with your power, all that stuff. So, um, yeah. Yes. And yes, I got drumsticks. And the drumsticks are here. That's great. Um, Wiggins, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Um, I once saw a documentary about Rush. Now I don't listen to Rush. Neil Peart. <laughs> I don't really. I don't really. Me neither. I, yeah. yeah. Well, huh. um, I don't oh, really think with those guys. I don't really think that Rush is a oh particularly God, no. good band. Yeah. Ooh, no. Justin Chang words. loves him. Here. But uh, but but yeah. here's here's a question though. Um, Neil Pert said something about 
Um, he eventually got this mentor after he'd been playing for like 20 years, and this mentor, whoever it was, taught him that um, it's not just about hitting the drums, it's also about what you do in between the hits that exactly. counts and that influences your playing. Exactly. Um, what do you have to say on that? I think that is totally right. It goes totally back to Thomas Pridgen. If you're, um, if you're a drummer, there's, there's, you'll understand what ghost notes are. That's uh, or a grace note, some call it. Basically, you're hitting little tiny quiet notes in between your bigger accents. That takes a lot of talent because you could be doing that on two hands, doing ghost notes and accents. It's just nonstop hits over and over. Your feet, your hands, everything. Um, I believe that's that's true. You know, when it comes to not just hitting things like, you know, like most post-hardcore bands do, like it's. There's no ghost notes. There's no, you know, fancy little stuff. Mm. It's just, they just sound kind of just mechanical, mm-hmm. you know, just making the drums for the song, not being the drummer in the song. You know what I mean? It's 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 different, totally different. Um, not a big Neil Peart guy. <laughs> I, I just watched him on TV, actually, you know, do a, like his last live show <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, I got to give the guy credit. He's He's mad old. I'm not gonna lie, he's mad old. He's mad old. He, he was moving. He was moving pretty fast. I was kind of. I thought he'd have a heart attack. Didn't quite happen yet. But um, I I wish the best best health to the guy because he's awesome for I, that. Yes, please, Penny. I love you. Penny from Quick Check. Now, anyways, though, like with polyphony, how crazy do you get with different time signatures in oh, your God. drumming? Whoa. Oh God! How we crazy get very don't intimate we get? with them. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have too many songs that are four four. Like, no, I think what we have one. Lovecraft is well, it switches. Sorry, uh, Lovecraft, which is a song that you're gonna hear later on tonight. Um, that song, I think the only time signature change is that it has is that it goes from <laughs> six. I want to say 6-4 as opposed to 6-8. Yeah, 6-4. Um, and then it goes to 4-4 four, four, um, after uh, the what we call the intro section. Um, but other than that, uh, time signatures play a, um, a huge role in our music. Um, actually, a lot of the time, um, Wiggins and I have only really uh, just started to write music um, as a duo. And, um, you know, as, as a full band, we're starting to write new music. Um, but... Um, a lot of the time, the way that we start playing things is that um, Wiggins will say something like, let's do something in 11-8, or we'll, uh, or we'll just subtract uh, beats from certain sections or certain, certain parts in a phrase and uh, see how we like it until we come up with something that uh, really pleases us orally. Um, and, um, nice. and, uh, and that's one of the ways that we go about songwriting. Um, so... Was your question what role does it play in our music, or or what, what was the question? Pretty exactly? much just how crazy do you get with um, adjusting between Here. different time signatures? I'll, well, you've heard our music. What do you think? How crazy is it? Fairly crazy. Okay, I'll good. say. I'll say. <laughs> when I when I did first join the band, because um, I am the second drummer, as they said before, mm. I've been studying math like a little bit before I joined the band. I'll say when I got in the band, I was like, oh my god. I, what numbers are bigger than you know what you think in music? Um, it plays a big role in our music because that's that's all we do. Like almost every single song has 
crazy time signatures changes everything so um it's it's very you know it's a big part of us well explain like what does it go like from uh from one time signature to another like just explain why don't you just break down uh somewhere between tell them all about somewhere between i think i think actually Honestly, I think that the more interesting song to dissect um, as far as time signatures go would probably be Weaving Spiders. And I could give you the lowdown on, on that song section by section if you want. Um, yeah, come on. You, you want to? Okay, let's see. Okay, um, you know what? I think after I do this, why don't we go play the song? Yeah. How's that sound? Okay. Um, but it starts off in 5-4, and then it goes to 6-8, and then after 6-8, it goes to 4-8. And then after 4-8, it goes back to 6-8. Um, and then after 6-8, it goes back to 4-8. And then after 4-8, it goes to 6-8. Did I say 5-4 already? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, crap. Okay. All right. 5 5-4. Lots of fives and eights and sixes. 6-8. Six, I think we finish in 6-8. It's something, it's something like that. Let's Why don't, yeah, you want to go? You can listen to it and count yourself. <laughs> count, guys. It's fun. If you can count. Yeah. Toes and fingers. Come on. I never learned how to count myself. Ha ha. <laughs> okay, I guess um, let's get ready again. So this song you are about to hear is called Weaving Spiders Come Not Here. This one goes out to a lot of people. Um, one person in particular, and if they're listening, they'll know who they are. Um, I'm not gonna spare them the trouble of calling them out over it. What does the song mean, though? Well, Weaving Spiders Come Not Here is a Shakespeare quote. My brother's into Shakespeare. I'm not all that much myself. Let me explain it real quick. Um, there's this group which I think is called the Bohemian Club or something like that. And, uh, every year, it's like a Fortune 500, um, group. And they meet every year. And, uh, if someone's listening that knows more about this group and wants to, um, correct me, please feel free to do so. Um... But uh, they basically get together and do God knows what, but their, their phrase uh, is weaving spiders come not here. And what that means is essentially people that want to take our money or our integrity stay away from us. And we weren't really looking at it from uh, a monetary point of view because, frankly, we don't have any money for people to take. So we're not afraid of that. Yeah, uh, but keep that title in mind as the song is playing because we did... Again, this goes out to that one special person, and keep that in mind. You guys ready? Yep.
These next two technically songs that you're about to hear are called Davalza and Confect. Um, this is, these next two songs are a waltz. They're the first two parts in a trilogy, which wraps itself off with Lovecraft, which will be the last song we play tonight, so stay tuned. Um, yeah, if you have someone to dance with, please do. About how many more songs do you uh, think you guys have in you? How many more songs do you want us to play? Um, play as long as you like. Uh, We'd like to play forever, if that's okay. Uh, I would die. Before we play, I'm just going to take my shirt off so all you people at home can picture me with my shirt off. And if you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash polyphonynj, you will be able to find pictures of me with my shirt off. And I tell you, if you haven't gouged your eyes out yet, you sure will after that. Do it. All right. It's so bad, it's so bad.
I don't know how many people expect it, but I don't know about other vocalists out there, but I personally actually tend to throw up after every show. I don't know if it, there's something like seriously wrong with me or if it's just exhaustion, but uh, I've got this plastic cup here, so if I have to vomit, I've got that going for me. I would use the garbage, but it's mountainous. Or after. I'm good with either. If anyone can guess why this song is called 575, they will get a free t-shirt. Just hit us up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash polyphonynj, and tell us why 575 was given that name. And you will get a nice t-shirt made by us, ourselves. Because we don't have money to pay other people to do it. This next song is called 575. Nothing. She's just 
You can find our EP, Nancy Way, on our Facebook page. If you go through the link to our Bandcamp page, we have the whole thing up there for free. You can, of course, buy it off of us for $3, which is a pretty good deal. Someone wants Call Me Ishmael. Oh, you want to do Call Me Ishmael? 
up to yeah. this guy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ishmael it is. Okay, here we go. Wait, are we going to have those? Right, we have three more songs for you. This next one is called Call Me Ishmael. Because it's life into the cyclist waves This is only happiness The sun is dead to It is only our friend Rising up the tides Solitude, such solitude And water on all sides The storm on the rise Who keeps us alive Oh, as we breathe Let it not be so Somewhere between a few and a few too many. Try counting this one. Take 
So that was somewhere between a few and a few too many. Whenever we play that song, I feel like someone is choking me. And, well, I guess that's what we're going for. Uh, do you want to play the last song now, or do you want to... You want to take a break? Yeah. Yeah. It's up to you. Um. So this is going to be our last song. I mentioned before that uh, the Waltz and Confect to make up the first two parts of a trilogy. Y'all are lucky enough now to hear the final part, which we lovingly call Lovecraft. Hope you enjoy it. Take them away, like someone said. 
Decisions versus the people that have joined your band uh, after it was formed. In a word, no. <laughs> Wiggins, um, would you say that uh, you weigh in for pretty much everything that we ever want to do? I could do things and um, incredible things. <laughs> I could do things with and your stick. I feel like yeah, with, with my sticks and my two guns and our two guns. That we got <laughs> I feel right here. that you know. I can contribute in a way because I mean I know a lot of drummers and I know a lot that you know uh, they've been playing for a while but they just you know don't get certain things you know it's 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 not like I'm better than everyone because I'm I honestly hate myself as my playing you are better but, than yeah, everyone Wiggins, you are no 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 but it's like than the last drummer we had. I think I can contribute to this band pretty well. I'm happy you guys let me in. Definitely, I, we're happy yeah. that you're here. But do you feel? Do you feel that? Do you feel that you have equal standing in this band with us? Uh, 
say yes. D- yeah, I guess. <laughs> there you well, go. We, we, if I, if I could play the show together. with you guys. From the horse, yeah. from the horse of the mouth. From the mouth of the horse. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we all make decisions together, or at least we try to. Uh, it, it keeps things a little friendlier that way. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, regardless of how long someone's been in the band, we try to treat them like a full member. Now, on the topic of being poor, what kinds of things are beyond your band's reach? And what kind of decisions do you need to make with purchasing new equipment and recording music? Well, we can't purchase new equipment, so that's one thing. <laughs> um, let, me, let, me, let me break down uh, our equipment here for you. Um, uh, I bought, with my own money, mind you, uh, I had a job, but I'm not going to get into it. Uh, that makes it sound dirty. When I was, when I was a kid... Uh, it wasn't dirty, actually, believe it or not. It, it was actually pretty dirty. <laughs> um, and, Those and, coffee grinds. Anyway, I saved, oh, up, I saved up about $500 uh, eventually, and uh, with that money, uh, when I was 12 years old, I bought the Fender Stratocaster that I was just playing. Um, as a graduation gift, I got my other guitar, um, which is an Epiphone SG. Oh, by the way, uh, one time this band uh, made fun of me for playing on an Epiphone SG as opposed to a Gibson SG. You know who you are if you're out there. That was not cool. Oh, haters in the house. Anyway, the amp I was just playing out of is actually a vintage 1953 Fender basement. Now, mind you, Fender didn't release their basement until 1957. This is actually a prototype. But it was my father's. It's been in the family for over 40 years now. Um, And uh, that's my primary amp. The other amp uh, was bought at a garage sale for $100. It was actually just sitting in a guy's front lawn. And, yeah, we asked if he was selling it. He said he was selling it for 100 bucks. He was just planning on getting rid of it. So we got it, and it had so many problems. We put a few more $100 into it, and now it's it's functional. Um, But it ain't It ain't perfect. Um, and, uh, John, how'd you get your bass amp that we like to use? I got it in the basement. <laughs> how'd you get your bass? Well, wait, who's basement? A bass player's basement. Wow. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, That's horrible. So, <laughs> hey, um, we don't have money, so send us some money, please. We do take donations, and we will do things for those donations. Any form. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, in terms of what's outside of our reach, uh, we need a new PA system, so hopefully we'll be able to get one of those by pooling our resources. But um, like real high quality qu- equipment, usually it, it tends to be outside of our reach. Like we can't afford to get great amps or you know great speakers or anything, or great like anything, it. or you know replace all of Wiggins's copious drumsticks, which he breaks like every or my day. cymbals, which or break every cymbals. week. The corner where we practice is essentially a drumstick graveyard. Yeah, drumstick graveyard, bits of cymbals. And a ton of peach ring bags. ton of peach ring bags. <laughs> Don't uh, forget feathers from pillows. Oh, he, but no actual peach rings. <laughs> What's that flashing light mean? Oh. You keep talking. Oh, we're gonna Hello, hey uh, guys. WMSC, uh, um, also, we're, tr- uh, we're trying to get a tour the, uh, going. We're not sure how expensive tickets? that's going to be, but hopefully we'll be able to manage that. If anyone wants to donate to that tour, hit um, us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash polyphonynj. Please? Pretty much. Uh, let me see if We'd I really can appreciate it. Again, there are topless photos of me, of Wiggins, maybe okay, Justin uh, Chang. Hey, what's up, kids? Hello, is the where's polyphony? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, Hey, what's up, man? Hey, hey, what's wrong with you? What do you mean, what's wrong with me? You crazy kids are saying <laughs> outlandish things. So, anyways. We're crazy? 
Really? Yeah, you, you sound like a bunch of crazy kids just, you know, living up the rock and roll life like it's your time to be. Well, you sound like an old wannabe rock star that's calling us. Okay, let's hear it next. Excuse me? Do you know who this is? I think this guy called me some weeks ago to my show. No, you do know who this is, mister. Who is this? I don't know. Yeah. This is Johnny Bentonimo. Oh, Johnny. You crazy MF. It's our Uncle Johnny Bentonimo. Go check him out on Facebook. He is the death metal clown, acoustic death metal clown. The best clown. The best clown ever. Um, get him for your party. Get him for your kids. Have him stand in the closet, what have you. He is, <laughs> he, he is the man. He is our hero. So, Johnny Bentonimo, much love. And a quick shout-out to Ariel Weom Golden. I hope you're listening. We miss you very much. Oh, actually, she just texted me and told me uh, the phone is on the air. So, Johnny, anything you say is on the air. Oh, Johnny, I wish I'm I could hear your air. beautiful voice Johnny, right now. Johnny, you are on the air. Can you play Acoustic yeah, Death? I'm requesting Acoustic <laughs> Death right now. <laughs> or O'Brien's Creeper. I'd be happy Hold with either. guys. He's trying to talk. Oh. Johnny. Excuse me. Yes. I can only listen to one of you talk at a time. Everybody's <laughs> yelling at me. Like, you guys should take this a little bit more serious, maybe, or something. I mean, God. Take it more serious, guys. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, you should be more serious, guys. Yeah. We're, not, we're not good at that. We're a like, bunch of crazy seriously. kids living the rock and roll life. Savage we're life. <laughs> Savage life. Just crazy. <laughs> Johnny, we love you. I miss your mustache. Please tickle me yeah. with it. Johnny Bentonimo won the Beard and Mustache Associations, the Garden State Beard and Mustache Associations, excuse me, Beard of the Week few months back and he's in the magazine of grizzly yes. yeah he he deserves to be beard of the week every week and god if you ever see that man in my heart he is johnny your mustache is my heart you guys are so sweet all right tell johnny to get off oh. the phone we don't have very much time johnny, right, johnny shut up we gotta get off yeah you are up fine goodbye i miss you johnny we love you goodbye call Bye, me later water. <laughs> he called he's like he's like you guys are a bunch of crazy kids trying to live the rock and roll life. Like, now, dudes. He's like, what do you, who do you think you are? I'm like, who do I think I am? Who are you? You're an old man living, living, or you're an old man trying to live the rock star life, or whatever. Now, explain right. who this guy is. Summarizing something all the all the listeners already. Heard. Explain who this guy is in two words. The man. <laughs> no, but seriously though, what's his story? Beard monster. The savage. <laughs> Johnny Bentonimo um, is a guy we met at a show. Um, he plays his own brand of acoustic death uh, rock. acoustic death rock. Yeah, it's like psycho Billy acoustic death metal. He, I don't he, know where you're coming from with the he's psycho. He's a psycho Billy. without he the Billy. He says psycho Billy, but perhaps that was his old band. I don't know. Um, we met him in a basement in New Brunswick, and we've been close friends ever the basement since. Basement was empty. Yeah, we, we, he makes, um, he, do, he does art, um, he, we have one of his paintings, uh, Pentagram Man series, um. He also does bar mitzvahs. <laughs> bar mitzvahs? Um, if you were planning on taking your young man to a whorehouse, he does that too. I don't think we can say whore. Yeah. Just go, just go find Johnny Bentonimo on Facebook, you will not be sorry. A doghouse. Now spell that, guys. J O H N N Y space capital B E N T A N A M O. Oh, 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 oh! I have his name here. Hold on. Exclamation point. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, 
It's Sorry. actually Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, space B-E-N-T-O-N-A-M-O. That's what I said. You said A-N. Oh. Okay, yeah, question. <laughs> now, anyways, guys, supposing you actually had 500 bucks, each of you, what would you do with it? And how would it change your band? Las Vegas, the Bunny Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wiggins, you want to try try this one first? I, what What would you get with five hundred dollars? Oh my god! An old woman. Put him on the spot. <laughs> I probably would. An old lady, man. <laughs> <laughs> probably, you know. As I far mean, as the band goes, what, we, what could she do for us, though? <laughs> she could be a sugar mommy for all of us. She could, she could, and then she could give us thousands, and there I'll just go. throw it into the band. There That's you go. exactly what I would. We do. just gotta get her to support. Yeah. Um, I'd buy a new PA. That would be the first thing I'd do. Yeah. I'd also buy uh, home recording equipment so that we can do this by ourselves from now on. Yeah, I'd probably put the money towards getting on a tour or something like that because, man, it's hard to get out of state when you don't have the money to get in state. Yeah, seriously, I, I believe we would all throw in, you know, definitely going for either like a van or, you know, something that could get us out of here. Uh, we're really van, trying to make good. it pretty far. So, yeah. And of course, we'd spend, you know, about half of it on, you know, alcohol and tobacco. But, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I would definitely get some fireworks. Some duct tape. Kittens. A squirrel. No, oh, no. no kittens. <laughs> kittens Keep going. This is squirrel. <laughs> and some rats. Okay. And there we go. That'd be rats? fun. Rat. Oh, rats. But see, if you oh. get the rats, the kittens, and the squirrels, and you just tie them onto the same rocket, you're going to have thrice as much fun. That is thrice your typical amount <laughs> of fun. That is true. That is true. You can hear the meow on the way up, too. Um, <laughs> you're going to hear a lot of things on the way up. And hopefully you'll be able to catch something on the way down. But in all seriousness, I'd get... A nice guitar, some pedals, an amp, and, I don't know, maybe, like, I don't know, maybe a gun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already got two. We already have two guns. <laughs> two guns. <laughs> Thrice the fun. <laughs> Man, that is two guns. <laughs> oh, All right, good. okay, yeah, more, more questions. Now, anyway, so, at the current time, are there venues or places that you decide not to perform in based on the price of gas? Or is it, like, if people book you... You will come. Uh, we try to come regardless, unless it's, All in terms time. of scheduling, really hard to make work. Um, gas money is not a big issue for us. I mean, we can afford it if we have to. Um, if we avoid venues, it's because of bad experiences, not really anything else. Um, there was one show, one venue, where uh, Wiggins and I had to physically be dealt with and deal with a uh, skinhead yeah that, that was fun that wasn't that's, fun that, that that's that what was, you get that's, that's what you get when two members are jewish out. one's oh, black really? one's yeah. asian and one is just well you yeah, john I've been really for a while. yeah that was a fun night he, he's a light-skinned italian very light-skinned all of complexion <laughs> <laughs> uh nice yeah we don't like play we don't like paying to play shows either yeah mm -hmm. We uh, recently got the advice that you never pay to play. So thank you, everyone in Cousin Sleaze, for that little bit of information. Shout out to Cousin Sleaze right now. I love you guys. And Torch the Throne. Just want to get them in there. Uh, uranium Babies. I miss everyone in Uranium Babies. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. We can, we, we can go on. Giving, we can keep giving shout outs. Now, what type of economical DIY approaches have been valuable lessons that you have learned? Well, John built his own base. So. Story. Uh, so there, there's that. 
Um, I, uh, the pedal board I was just using, um, I built out of, uh, just a piece of wood and some Velcro that I got. That cost me, uh, a total of, I think, $9 to make. <laughs> um, hey, other guitarists, why are you so stupid? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you can do it for so cheap. Like, just do it yourself. We also make all our own t-shirts. Uh, we had to learn how to silkscreen. We burn our own CDs, um, uh... Cover, Man. cover well, uh, well, art. Yeah, whenever we um, we're trying to get our the basement we practice in uh, soundproofed, and we're very slowly doing that by getting you know bits of fabric, foam when we can, just sticking it up on the walls. Clowns. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, whatever we can do to avoid spending what little money we have, we do. Um. So yeah. essentially, savage life. Yeah. All the money goes yeah. into clowns, right? All the money goes into clowns. Clowns it are a, a necessity. Takes a lot to get Johnny down to us. Well, I mean, us or whatever. We, we've got a little car sitting outside with 40 of them, so... <laughs> to give you an idea of our clown budget. It's at car. least $20 a clown. That's really why we're so poor. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. Oh, it's a... It's a carload of fun. <laughs> All those red noses, man. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone had to do for, to get those? Everything. I don't think we can say it on the air. <laughs> All right. Johnny knows. Questions? Questions? Okay, now, being in high school and being in a band, what nights of the week are historically the hardest for you to perform on? Um, honestly, I, yeah, it's being in high school and being in a band. First of all, only one of us is still in high school. Um, most of us, I graduated in 2010. Everyone, well, I graduated last year. As did uh, the Justins and Ariel. And uh, John here is the only one who's still in high school. Yeah, I I'm still in high school, but I've got nothing better to do, so. <laughs> Dude, you got to uh, graduate, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a couple more years Education. Um, uh, I honestly, I want to say Tuesday nights. Yeah. Mm. Tuesday, Tuesday nights Tuesday are, and Monday. for some reason, they're always hard. I don't know why. Is it like just playing is hard, or is it like the turnout is just like horrific? No, oh. it's playing. Um... We don't really care about turnout. We've played to, what, like three people, and we've played to... You've played to some pretty um, historically small crowds before, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are often... Honestly, I really like playing those shows because it's a very personal experience, though. Yeah, you get to chat with the members. You get to, you know, interact with them physically, you know, with or without their consent. <laughs> but it's always fun when you can play in front of, like, I don't know, how many How many was our most, whatever. I think... I don't know, um... Or most, I wouldn't be able to say. I don't know. But it's always fun when it's more, <laughs> when it's more, you know, people in the crowd that's just, you know, having fun, going crazy. You don't even know them. You know, I don't really have to. I would like to, but I don't have to. And it's cool that, you know, we're strangers, but you still love our stuff. That's to, awesome. To all of our fans, I just want to let you all know, you are all incredibly attractive people. Except for that one guy. Yeah, that one that guy, guy, and you know who you are. <laughs> Man, you when I, when I find you, something. when I find you, it's, it's over. It's over. <laughs> All right. For the one person in high school, what types of things fuel your songwriting? And do you feel like you're able to jot down any notes in any particular classes? No. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I get a lot of inspiration when I'm sitting in class too. And, um... Uh, usually I can jot down, um, what it is I'm thinking about, but, um, it's kind of hard, like, um, if you're taking a test or something like that, 
to just pull out a, a manuscript notebook and start scribbling, you know, some random notes or, or something like that. It, it, but yeah, it, we, we get it done. Yeah, I don't think any of us particularly pay attention in class. What's your favorite class to uh, write music in? Chemistry. My favorite class to write music in would have to probably be... Women's uh, studies. Uh, Middle Eastern studies through cinema because I just straight up don't care about that class. Nothing wrong with Middle Eastern cinema. He just hates mm. the class. I just don't like. I just don't like the class. It's a three and a half hour course. It's a three and a half hour course, which usually goes over and, um, uh, well, what more do you need to know? The movies are great, though. Anyway, I see. Now, like, where is your sound going, and where do you see yourselves a year from now? Our sound is actually becoming. I don't want to say exactly less heavy, but it's becoming um. Cam, how would you describe it? A lot more intricate. Yes. Uh, more, more intricate. Um, more. Oh no. Here. Um, uh, we use uh, a lot of uh, triplets. Uh, like triplets. Uh, in like um, what would you call them? Uh, like time signatures, like four, eight, twelve. Um, using triplets in that gives it a real dancey feel. Um, we've been starting to move closer to that. Uh, one, one such song uh, that you might cite as an example is uh, Murder. Um, although we've come to play Murder a lot less uh, recently, which is not to say that it's uh, not our favorite song to play. Oh, well. But, um, but it, it's kind of an example of uh, what I'm talking about as far as the triplets over, you know, quarters feels. Um... So we've been we've been getting a little more dancey. Um, we've been using a lot higher pitches, um, and uh, well, you know, keep listening, you'll find out. Yeah, and I also just want to say uh, for the music we're writing now, we're using a tuning of our own creation, and uh, it's really that in and of itself has really changed the way we sound. Um, we're still playing in the same style, but we're almost becoming like a really really heavy indie-ish band um we post-rock has become a huge influence on us um one of my one of my favorite bands right now is the mercury program and yes. so i watch you from afar and and so i watch you from afar i love that band to pieces what do you love about them everything everything um their songs convey um a lot of emotion um, but it's not the kind of emotion that I could articulate just by saying, um, happy or, or sad or, uh, lethargic. You know, it's, you have to, it, it's, it's something that you feel, um, but can't explain, um, and music is the language to do it in. Um. I think you're talking about me, Cameron. Yeah. Um, go check out And So I Watch You From Afar, people. Um, you won't be sorry. Anybody else have any other words? Pretty good, pretty good. What was the question? Yeah, what was the question? I don't even remember. Are we on bands? Uh, no, no. Where is your sound going and where do you see yourselves a oh, year from oh. now? Oh, hopefully playing more shows. Where do, where do I see myself a year from now? Yeah. <laughs> Sean. Dead. <laughs> mm. John Camp John Carlo Campriel, everyone. Yo, if John could become a zombie, would you keep him in the band? Absolutely, absolutely. I wouldn't notice any difference. I would probably <laughs> I would also, my bass playing would greatly improve. <laughs> if nothing else, it would probably cover, you know, the rest of the band's cannibalism, so. Hmm. 
That's good. Yeah. But like, it's always good. Would you expect yourselves to be um, exploring any different musical genres? Uh, yeah, actually, my my brother and I have recently started listening to a lot of classical music. Oh yeah, um, we've been listening to. Well, I don't really want to call it classical. Um, eh. I but um, music, orchestral music of the twentieth century. Uh, to name a few composers, I, I think the first thing that really um, that we really got interested in was uh, the Rite of Spring by Stravinsky. Um, uh, Bartok. Oh, Bartok. Debussy. Uh, Shostakovich. Uh, Shostakovich is Shostakovich. my favorite. Yeah, we all we like to call him Shostakovich. <laughs> Um, uh, more composers. Oh, uh, I really like, uh, George Gershwin. Um, not very heavy, um, but, uh, love Gershwin. Big fan of Dvorak myself. Um, other composers, Marshall. Other composers? Hmm. I don't like Mozart. I really don't like Mozart, Yeah, I'm not a big Beethoven guy. I I have everyone telling me, ah, you need to hear this, or you need to hear this. Tchaikovsky? Tchaikovsky oh, is pretty okay. Great. Here we go. Yeah, Tchaikovsky. Sure. Most Russian composers tend nice to story. Yeah, they they te yeah. most Russian composers tend to write their music with a lot more feeling. I, I find, it just that's a big generalization. Yeah, it is. I I don't know. I find that I connect more easily to the music of a lot of Russian composers, um, and I mean, obviously Debussy, who's French, but love that guy's stuff. <clears throat> I forgot what I was saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wiggins, you want to weigh in on this? Uh, where we're gonna? Yeah, where to the to going? the question. Um, where where are sounds going? I think breakdowns. <laughs> Everywhere and anywhere. Nothing but gravity blast. <laughs> I wish. Or blast, blast beats excuse, all blast day. Beats. Okay. Um, I think I think we're gonna, you know, obviously grow a big fan base. You know, sometime. Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, psh, come on. How could we not? <laughs> <laughs> not not to sound you know conceited or whatever. I'm I mean, just saying, I have a hundred people lying at my feet right now. Just the thing with their way up. the thing with our sound is a lot of people ask us the genre, and I could just be like, I don't know. Listen, and you'll you know find out for yourself. Yeah, every time someone asks us that question, I'm stumped <laughs> and lost for words. Yeah. For the record, we are not a metal band. With I'm, I'm sorry, I know this is called Nick's, uh, Japan Nick's Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. Rock and Metal Pandemonium. Wait a second, I'm sorry, question for you. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, why are you called Japan Nick? Well, you see... Why not Korea or... No, no, some years ago, Vietnam. I uh, actually lived in Japan oh. as a... Uh, foreign exchange student and also like uh when i first started uh apprentice djing here i was on uh this guy uh the zircon <laughs> pirate show and i'd always be bringing in these japanese uh pressings of cds and they had like these things around the cds called obis mm -hmm. and just i'd always be going on about like yo man like the japanese cds are way better man like you don't understand <laughs> dude like i i know what's up you don't man but i know what's up <laughs> and you, yeah no i'm sorry go on and pretty much uh, just the guy, uh, no, no, um, Nick, actually, um, Nick Zircon, he just uh, dubbed me uh, Japan Nick, and I've kept the uh, nickname ever since. Awesome call. And I also try to focus on uh, some uh, Asian metal bands, too. Like, I had an interview with uh, the singer Fast Kill. Like, uh, he was kind enough to actually send me his CD as well as T-shirt. Mm -hmm. Have also, you ever heard of Deer and Gray? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Although okay. Fast Kill totally kicks their ass. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Boris? Never listened to him, honestly. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Well, they are a Japanese metal band. I saw X Japan though. Hmm. Wasn't that about Envy? Wasn't that Envy? No. Nah. Yeah. I yeah, liked um, the Michelle Gun Elephant. Whoa. That's crazy. What is that? The Michelle Gun Elephant. That is an awesome band name. That is re- yeah. Like the I, thing was, they deserve an applause for that. Ended up being that um one applause. One of the members, he got this bootleg of the Ramones called Machine Gun Etiquette, nice. and it was kind of like he totally screwed up the pronunciation from mi- Machine Gun Etiquette to the Michelle Gun Elephant. I mean, you, you can kind of see where they were going, but um, they were really awesome, but. Ended up being, uh, like, their guitarist passed away some years ago, and oh, it was just that's like, a, that's, always a shame, that's so. that. But, I mean, um, the singer is in this band called, I think, The Birthday, and he's still around. But, I mean, um, they were really amazing back in the day. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Have to check them out. And I guess... I like that band name better. <laughs> yeah, The Michelle yeah. Gun Elephant. Yeah, them. The it has such meaning. It really it, it, does. It's brilliant. <laughs> well, the thing is, it could mean anything. Or it can mean nothing. Maybe an only elephants know. Maybe they just never forgot. But I actually interrupted Wiggins, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a question there, right? Um, oh, yeah, about where our sound's going, I'll make it short. Uh, we have a very weird, different sound from most other bands, definitely. What I was saying about our fans, um, I think, you know, our fans are going to be more serious because we're such a selective sound. It's like you have to either you don't like us or you do you know you like our weird stuff or you don't so with that said the people who are going to be into us are really going to be into us and i hope that you know our sound stays where we are as we progress and you know people are really just going to love it so i think that's where we're gonna go just stay where we are you know thanks a lot now i'd like one final word from each of you to end the interview any word? word? No, no, actually, give me, like, some sort of saying or something like that. Wow. That's one... That is a question I was... I was not prepared for that oh. question. Uh, it was just on the wow. fly. okay. Um, uh, does anyone have anything they want to say? Oh, about? I got something. Okay. Savage life. <laughs> Two guns. That is all. <laughs> That's all. Uh, John, how about you? I know... Talking to the mic. So a cripple walks into a bar. Keep going. That's it. You can't just leave us hanging, man. You need to finish the sentence. No, that's you the need whole to joke. get up on your own two feet and go where you're going, because you can already get there. There is a bridge for you to get across. <laughs> Thank you. Justin. Um, yeah. Um, I love playing in this band. Um, I've never loved doing anything more. Um, I, I don't think there's ever been anything in my life, uh, that's made me feel m- that I have a purpose, uh, so, so much as this. Um, and, um, I'm always gonna love doing this. Um, and, uh, I hope that, I hope that other people, um, appreciate it half as much as I do. Yeah, to follow up Cameron, ever since I got into music, I mean, music is my life. I I love it. I can't think of anything else beside it. And when I play music, 
it's honestly I can't imagine myself anywhere else and it's just like the greatest feeling on earth and even if we go somewhere and get famous or stay here and do nothing we're as long as we're playing music I enjoy it yeah I don't really have anything to say other than um, thanks for having us. And I hope everyone enjoyed our nice sm own specific brand of smooth jazz. Check <laughs> us out on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash polyphonynj. You can find all our recorded music for free. And uh, like our page, we will send you anything you ask for if you're really, really specific. You may have to pay for some things, but any pictures you may want of us or of, you know, anyone we may know those can and will be procured or for um, any part of us. <laughs> yeah, we do sell flesh by the pound. Oh, God. And uh, do you also want to give out each of your own uh, Facebook accounts? No. <laughs> oh, I see how it is then. But once, once more, uh, go find us on Facebook. Um, our page is facebook.com backslash p o L Y P H O N Y N J. No spaces. Thank you. Oh, yo, and guys, how do you feel that the world of hard rock for New Jersey bands is going to be changed with t the place that makes Twinkies going out of business? I think everyone is just gonna get together and commit mass suicide. I know that's what I'm planning on doing. I, I don't am. know what I'm oh, gonna yeah. do without Twinkies. Oh, no. Plus, in the few survivors, what? due to the lack of rage from their diabetes-induced low blood sugar, <laughs> um, will completely demotivate them to make music entirely. I, I honestly, I didn't, I did not know Twinkies was going out of business. You, we need to do something. You know what? You should like. We need a benefit. benefit benefits. We gotta like, find something with the else. Victims of Sandy. We Guys, need the we gotta back. find something else that's yellow and has a cream filling. Ah! Dude, the only sane thing to do is to um go in like stormtroopers to like a BJ's and just steal all the Twinkies and I'm hoard go to them for yourself. Buy our house and get them all right now. I think Justin was talking about BJ's just now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well then. We once stayed at a hotel bot right next to the Hostess Factory. I, I, I feel like that place is just going to close down like that. Yeah. Without the smell, without all those pollutants in the air, like, destroying your lungs. Man, I don't know how I'm going to breathe. <laughs> you just can't. It is New Jersey. It is New Jersey. Well, right, thanks well. a lot. Thanks for and, having uh, us. Thanks a lot. Polyphony! <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and nice. signing off.